Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, it's good to I'm be back. I'm doing fan fucking tastic. <sighs> been a good week. It's been too long since we've played. <laughs> yeah. We took an extended break because of for recording because of some totally controllable circumstances that were in place months before this podcast even was conceived. <laughs> Do you nope. hear this? Do you hear the lies? Can you I tell? hear no lies. <laughs> But we are back in business. We are back in the chairs of gaming. I could have said that way better. This is why you don't have an English degree. Oh, we're sticking with that one, though. Chairs of gaming. Because, boy howdy, is that funny. Back in the chairs. Back in the chairs of gaming. We're really uh, not around a table. Wish we could be, but... It's like the annals of nobility, but far less likely to get us beheaded. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, the day we got to play this around the table is the day I go, fuck, I have to draw maps now. <laughs> <laughs> Very fucking true. Hey man, you can always just open the AP module maps in Photoshop, set each square to a uh, one inch grid, and then go to a print shop and have it printed out. Or I could just draw it on my dry erase map. You just open the module for us to play on, and we'll just use like Tiddlywinks with for character chips on the module. <laughs> We totally won't read it. It'll be fine. Not a bit. Yeah. No, that, that's totally just what I'll do. Just rip the page out for us. I mean, I do have the... It'll be fine. Just rip it I out. I do have the flip map pack that does have the page you could just tear out and use without any of the module oh stuff. God. Just conceptually, that hurts me. I wouldn't actually tear them out. I have a printer and photocopier. I'm responsible with my tools. Good. All right, fancy books. rich boy. Yeah, Ah, uh, yes. My rich owning a printer because the print services at my college were so terrible. It was more cost-effective to buy a $40 printer that's still good for the past 10 years. Oh, I meant the photocopier, not the printer. No, no, it, it's a it's a printer slash, photo, printer slash copier. Oh. Multifunction. It's a multifunction Okay, one. never mind. You're just as broke as the rest of us. Yeah. Speak for yourself. I play 40K. There's no money. True. Alex is on the next tier of broke. And since my money is also his money, we're both there. Ooh. Hey. Hashtag this... married life. <laughs> <laughs> there's first world broke, and then there's 40 gay broke. <laughs> Before we get into a little bit of a recap, what's everyone drinking today? David, I'm assuming you have your big old glass of nothing? Uh, no, actually, I have a two liter bottle of... Uh, the zero brand of the 2C soda. Mm. Nice, nice. I don't drink things with sugar in it. I have a green apple cider, which I just like cider. It's good. Yeah, I agree with you there, Sam. I've got a pear cider. Ooh, oh, pear cider is good, too. That's what I... I think I had that last session. I thought it was watermelon cider. There's no way to know. Yeah, there's no way to know. We'll never be able to go back and find out. If only we recorded these. Yeah, it would be great if we did. It's too bad. <laughs> too late to start now. What about you, Megan? You got uh, just a uh, jar of olives again? <laughs> <laughs> I have an Irish-style red ale with honey. And olives. Ooh. Oh, ribbon man. Oh, that would be fucking nasty. It's from a fairly local brewery. No, it is a local brewery. Right downtown. Nice. Support your local breweries, folks. They're like offices are downtown. The brewery itself is not there because it would be a lot bigger if it was there. Fair enough. One of the three breweries in town. I'm drinking the same Ribbon Man. It is lovely. I love myself an Irish bread. 
Last, but certainly not least, when it comes to um, our selection of alcohols, Garrett, what do you got today? Voodoo Ranger, a 1985 IPA. Nice. Where are we, Sam? Where are we? That's a great question. We are still on floor two, the cellars. And you have done nothing but fight skeletons and go through pasta and marinara sauce. And you fought spiders who made webs out of the spaghetti. Those skeletons made me immediately cook spaghetti afterwards. Oh, right. I, for I forgot about that bit. Yeah, for I, I did forget about the theme. <laughs> I did not forget about the bit. I was so hungry for spaghetti afterwards that I went immediately to go cook. They're just a group of paisanos. They're all Italian skeletons. If you listen carefully at the entrance to Floor 2, you can hear the Spider-Man 2 pizza theme. The audio cues were all there. We didn't wait long enough at the entrance, we just walked down here. Yeah. Yeah, you guys didn't sit there and wait and hear the music. You just, you just, and you heard the, the door chime, and then you just burst right in and fought some skeletons. You are in the heart of Floor 2. You have set Floor on fire and closed the door on the fire. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That was how we decided to deal with two spiders, is, oh look, flammable webbing. Oh look, we have fire. Goodbye, spiders. We almost didn't have fire until I remembered my spell-like ability, so you're welcome. Hooray, teammates. We could have used this thing called flint and steel. That's harder, though. It is. Much easier to light things on fire using magic. And it's used for pyrotechnics, a spell that really doesn't have a whole lot of uses, to be honest. <laughs> Despite its listed versatility. I forgot we have we're both uh, tieflings and actually have spell abilities. I have Alter Self, and I literally forgot. <laughs> you could give yourself a natural attack. Oh, wait, you already have your... Yeah. Or, uh, I could use it to take the form of a medium creature, which I already am, and gain a plus two bonus to the strip. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> wait, Maldrick, who are you? I'm Maldrick, but stronger. <laughs> I'm you, but better. <laughs> Last a minute per level. Hmm. Yeah, it's not a bad spelling ability. <laughs> Maldrick's entire casting of us is he just flexes for six seconds. <laughs> he all gets bigger except the uh, golem arm. So it's just like a small <laughs> arm. Hey, your equipment grows with you. It does. <laughs> that is a feature of all polymorphs. <laughs> so, what do you want to do now? Wait until the fire dies or the chittering screams cease. I believe we ended the session with fast-forwarding to that event. Yeah, all right. If not, we will fast-forward to that event. Uh, we open the door and then wait a little while for all the smoke to, go, <laughs> to filter yeah. out. You might want to ray of frost the handle of the door before you do that first. I use pyrotechnics to heat it up again. And wait. any of you deep wings of fire resistance? Life is pain. <laughs> wait. Wait. Which level of the one in six chance they'll take a point of damage. Oh, yeah, I do have energy resistance. God damn, I, for I keep forgetting all the cool things about tieflings. Fire resistance, AO. You open the door. Your already burnt or red orange flesh searing into the same exact color because it's the 1d4 fire and you have energy resistance 5. And you open the door, and yes, the webbing is dead. And the desiccated body that was there is now torched as well. It's just singed, though, because it was already, yeah, there was nothing to boil, so it just kind of burnt. It just smoked. Yeah, you have now smoked the corpse. <sighs> nothing like a good smoked spider. It's uh, gonna go, uh... I like <laughs> my corpse's crispy. <laughs> Kaiden. Are you telling me Retha looks at the corpse and is like, finally, some good fucking food. <laughs> <laughs> Did not no. think the teeth things 
had such a diet. We actually can only eat spiders. Usually I just eat the souls of the damned, but uh... Plenty of those around. When the soul is gone, the flesh will do. Did we want to open the locked door that's like right here, if I recall correctly? Well, we should investigate the room, because this woman probably had things. I'm gonna- I'm taking a look in there. I thought we grabbed the stuff off the body before- We wait. couldn't, without agitating the spiders. We just saw the body. And then you lit the room on fire. Yeah, because honesty sensed two hostiles in the room, and we were like, eh, burn them. Only the listeners will know, because no one else has listened to this episode recently. We're all doing some good old detect magics. Oh yeah. And perceptions. Oh yeah. Yeah. Give me them numbers. Sure. Numbers and Pathfinder. I know, right? Absurd. Uh, that's a 16 perception from Declan. 15. All right. Oh, With an 18, you do not see a whole lot in this room beyond spider corpses and the woman's corpse. However, you do detect magic, strong magic emanating from um, the woman. Yeah. More specifically, a blackened hilt in her hand. Whatever blade was there has shattered, but there is a hilt. Just a magic hilt. Like shattered from the heat or like was shattered before we lit everything? Um, does a taking 10 in the spellcraft, would a 19 identify it? 19 would not identify it, but looking over the blade, you'd probably do like a craft blacksmith check or some sort of phrase check to identify how exactly the blade was damaged. Right, let me give that a go. I've got. I hope that's a natural one for a nine. That's acrobatics. Oh, that's acrobatics. That's, well, that's a natural six for a 14. It looks like the blade was destroyed by something. It does not look like it was done by the fire or someone sundered it. It looks like something essentially ripped the blade out of the hilt. Considering how blades are tempered and that webs don't burn near as hot as a forge, I'd be surprised if the blade shattered by web fire. I'm just confused why Declan tried to do a backflip before you praised it. <laughs> he does a really shitty. He does a really shitty cartwheel. Sometimes you just gotta do the hokey pokey. That's the somatic component for detect magic. Unlike the rest of you, he's realized that in the upper right-hand corner of Ray's vision is a style meter, and he's trying to inflate his own. <laughs> why do you think he's wearing? <laughs> robes with stars on them. All right, every combat from here on out, I'm I'm doing the, uh, the Double May Cry style meter. It's over. Exactly. That's that's the whole idea. You might be able to take this hilt to your blacksmith friend. Maybe they'll know more. You do notice that on the hilt, emblazoned in a crystal on the pommel, is a 13-pointed star. Huh. That probably has some significance that a knowledge check would reveal. Does it have any significance a knowledge check could reveal? Yeah, you could try knowledge nobility. Yeah, I don't have that one. 15. That's nature. Okay, it's the same bonus. I'm bad at reading, apparently. This crystal is natural. <laughs> I mean... Let's roll to six. Declan, with your 22, you're not really sure what significance a 13-pointed star has. Whatever it is, it is not something that would be known in the nobility or a noble sigil of something in any area you've been to or something. Interesting. Yeah, not, not something I need to... Maybe you could check archives later. This is a curious hey, uh, Ray, do you, you know nobles? Not really. Sorry. Up and coming, Chronicle, I see. No, I just don't do pieces on nobility. Oh, that's fair. There are two doors here, or one in the hall. I think Meldrick's wanting to go through the locked one, so... Listen, a classic hallmark of adventuring is always open every broom closet first. I like your style, Meldrick. But what if these other ones are broom closets? Oops, all broom closets. I have the spell-like ability to detect broom closets. <laughs> oh, I did not know such magic existed. <laughs> 
It's very useful. Gonna have to make my own spell based off the tech secret doors later. Open the door to Maldrek if you're so interested. Just to be certain, you were opening the locked door in the hallway. I believe so, yes. Yes. All right. You want me to try to disable the device before we just break it? Now, I would like to remind you all that you did find a key made of human bone. Oh yeah, we did. We can just try the key first. I I am trying the literal skeleton key. The last episode ended with me trying that key, but... Well, now I've stolen your thunder, like always. (laughs) Fuck you, I still have the key. (laughs) Someone just try their own finger. I get one of the dead skeletons and put his finger (laughs) in. Well, don't jam up the lock. Seems to be keyed to a human metatarsal, so... Rethi, you want to do it? I'll do it, and then I'll step back so that Maldrick is in front of the door and I'm where I can hit anything immediately inside. Ray will step five foot to the wall and put his back to it, breaching style, holding honesty in one hand, and just nod at Maldrick. Wow, it's a small interdimensional space that's like 2.5 by 5 feet. So it is a broom closet. Ah. There we go. That's much more reasonable size for a room. It's for very large brooms. (laughs) (laughs) It's a giant broom closet. There must be giants in here. Allow me to read some flavor text. Wisps of decayed and sagging noodles droop from the, the walls of this room, which appear to be empty except for the long dead, dismembered corpse of a giant spider and two stout freestanding wooden closets in the south corners. The ceiling is covered with dusty spider webs bulging down from a grid of wooden beams and plaster 15 feet above the floor. Faint moans and plaintive sobbing come from the closet. I told you it was a broom closet. Let's <laughs> go to Narnia. Do brooms usually cry? I it's like closets. Oh, it's probably, okay, there's probably people in there. We should go. You've heard of something like this? I'm gonna detect magic in there. Considering there is a splayed corpse in the center, even that of a spider, I would be careful about opening the armoire. You do in fact from, detect magic. I'll, I'll concentrate on how many sources. One source from these. I'm on the right layer, yes. The southeastern closet. Do we hear moaning from both of them? Yes. If you want, I can always uh, poke it from far away. I'm going to shoot a Disrupt Undead at the spider corpse. You fire Disrupt Undead. Uh, Give me a spell card for that if it has a touch to attack roll. 13 to touch. It's kind of rude how much you've been disrupting these poor undead. (laughs) Just go in there and shake them up. You fire this beam at the spider's corpse, and it does nothing. Well, it's not undead, probably. Does Honesty's Blind Sense detect anything? The Blind Sense does trigger. There's something in there. You detect creatures in the closet. Oh, it doesn't go through walls, so I wouldn't be able to detect them. Yeah. Oh, well, then no, you detect nothing. Yeah, it's, it's just the room. It doesn't go through, like, doors or anything. I was thinking of Tremor Sense, where, like, if anything's connected to the ground. Sorry, that's on me. You didn't hear anything. There's nothing in the closet. Except detect magic. There's something in the closet. And the weeping. There's something in the closet. And something crying in the closets. And the animated sentient brooms in the closet, yes. So are we all going to stand in the hall or who's going? I'll go poke the closet with my spear. Hold on there, Retha. As soon as you step foot into the room, bursting out of the closets, rushing you, are two zombies. Oh, okay. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Actual Pathfinder creatures. (laughs) Abacus time. They're not covered in food. This one actually goes around the side. Whoa. Oh boy. Oh, so they're smarter than normal zombies. They at least avoid spider corpse. Yeah, at least they can't move and attack, hopefully. Oh god, what if they're fast zombies? Oh god. And in fact, they do attack. Oh shit. 
Oh no. Not supposing I get a chance to act. No, because we are now in initiative as moving into a flanking position was their surprise round. Oh god, the humanity! So let's turn off our creepy ominous background music. You know, I didn't roll shit on initiative for the first time. I did. Ray rolled a six for a total of ten. I rolled a nineteen. It doesn't matter what I roll for initiative, because I'm not going to be able to do anything. Declan rolled an eighteen for a twenty-five. You have plenty of room to five foot step and hit. So we got Declan with a twenty-five, Malgic with a nineteen, Ray with a ten, Retha with a four, Kelta with a three, and Gareth with also a twenty-five, but a lower initiative bonus than Declan. Oh boy, Des- And Declan is up well, first. I'm gonna just uh, roll a knowledge check first. Knowledge religion, yeah. Knowledge religion. Gonna make sure I'm rolling 23. These are fast zombies. Oh, something about these zombies seems fast. Abort, abort, abort! <sighs> this walking corpse wears only a few soiled rags, its flesh rotting off its bones as it stumbles forward with unnatural quickness, arms outstretched. Those of you with dark vision, you see on the zombies, instead of fingers, they have forks for claws. <laughs> One hand's a set of forks, the other's a set of knives. Which is strange, considering that zombies have slam attacks, not claw attacks, but whatever. I didn't say it made sense, I just didn't happen. How else are they going to eat spaghetti, the truth? This has nothing to do with their attacks. <laughs> if you need a thing. knife to eat spaghetti... Uh, maybe there's really big, big meatballs. Yeah. Yes, you gotta cut those meatballs. Eat them whole, like a normal ravenous glutton. I see normal people like cut the them in half. Ones, They're, They're like, like giant meatballs, exactly. Yeah. I am hearing quitter talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, what you're hearing are people who have to look like they are civilized human beings in front of other people. Sometimes. If we ever play this in person, we have to buy the biggest meatballs we can find and make truth eat them whole. If you think <laughs> I'm not making a three pound meatball. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Declan, what else? You get three pounds. Um, can I get some? They have the standard undead uh, traits. Special attacks. Quick strikes. What that do? They can make a bonus attack at their highest BAB when they take a full attack action. Oh, permanent haste, cool. Just for attacks, it doesn't affect their AC or anything. You say permanent haste, but it's more like a, they get a second natural attack. <laughs> True. So faster than normal zombies and yeah. Also of worth is knowing that they are not permanently staggered like most zombies. They do not have the slow trait. They can make yes. full attacks. Unlike normal zombies. They can make full attacks. And they also have an increased move speed of 40 feet instead of 30 feet. So, kind of. Well then, I'm just gonna keep on with my tried and true method and shoot it with a disrupt undead. Give me that touch attack. It's the same bonus. It's a six. Uh, for seven points of positive energy. That is a hit, and you were attacking the one above Retha or above? Uh, straight line from me, yeah. Okay, that matters so I can calculate it from correctly. You did max damage with that seven. That's that's some hearty damage. Still standing, though, unlike the skeletons and other creatures you've faced in here so far. Gareth quickly brandished his star knife menacingly as wave after wave of brilliant light seems to emanate from him, positive energy filling the room, seemingly lashing out at the undead where they stand. Five. Oh, not, bad. Yeah, not bad. Let's see those Zabambo will saves. Zabambos is their official name from here on out because that's way better. I, I love calling them names that are not zombies. And you can thank Plants vs. Zombies for that trait. That is a pass on both of them. No. So they only take two damage each. Yeah, only two damage. Still, damage is damage. Damage yep. is damage. And that is Gareth's turn. Captain Constitution over there has taken nine damage and is still alive. 
They don't have constitution. I like to pretend that since all undead use charisma for hit points instead of con, that they're all just super sexy. <laughs> Is that why everyone wants the bone of vampires? I mean, have you seen what Urgothoa looks like? Because... Yeah? There. Them hip bones, though. Maldrick, there's a zombie in front of you. Oh, yeah, we're gonna do a little thing called spell combat, baby. Oh. Oh, first time, ladies and gentlemen. The first time, that's right. Actually, before we do that, Maldrick, you had a nasty hangover when we leveled up, and you weren't here to discuss what you got at level two. Why don't you give us a little bit of a preview of what your spell combat does, with an explanation. Well, I mean, I already had spell combat and was using it. It's spell strike that I got. This is this is the first time the spell combat spell strike. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, spoiling thunder, guys. Come on, I was gonna reveal that after I did spell combat. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, yeah. So spell combat is a refresher. Like I get to cast a spell and attack. And now that I'm level two, I also have spell strike, which means if that spell that I cast is a touch attack, I can then make another melee attack to deliver the spell and still get weapon damage on that second attack as well. It's the Magus's way to make up for not being a full BAB class, despite being melee. Pretty much, yeah. So, I have one question to ask you, Garrett slash Maldrick. What does your arcane mark look like? It's just, it's just like a middle finger, like straight up. <laughs> All right, give the finger to the zombies. Maldrick, you're gonna finger that zombie. Oh boy. Don't roll like shit. Oh, nat 20, okay. Jesus, <laughs> good lord, man. Good job, Maldrick. Roll to confirm. Beautiful, glorious. Come on, confirm. 18 to confirm. That is a confirmed critical. Yes! Roll 20 is finally rolled back around where instead of rolling garbage all session, I'm getting some high rolls. Hell yeah. Ah, uh, the Gandhi principle. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let me go ahead and roll damage on that. Wait, what does this have to do with nuclear weapons? The original code. Well, you do realize why the Gandhi principle occurred in the first place, right? 13. I will let you in on a secret. He has seven hit points left, so he crumbles instantly. Well, no spell strike here, boys. <laughs> Do these zombies not have DR slashing? No, we asked their special defenses. Yeah, I guess yeah. not, huh? Weird. Anyways, this five foot step on this corpse. Do not fucking step there. <laughs> you can step diagonally, what do you mean? Spot next to you. If anybody steps there, you're getting stabbed. Back end of a spear, it's very scary. Got news, it's time for uh, the fast zombie to make an attack. First one's at Retha. Oh no. So scared. An 11. Yeah, no. I assume the second one's gonna be at Retha too, considering Pelt is behind a solid wall. And it's also a fumble. Hey. He goes to slam you, and his fork fingers get caught in parts of your armor and the times, and he reels back from that. <laughs> He'll never twirl pasta again. He doesn't feel pain, it's just shame and shock. Yes. Oh no, he maimed himself trying to hit me. Ray, you gonna shoot something? Well, I'm gonna move into the room first. All right. Don't worry, I'm not gonna stand in your precious square, Retha. I'm not gonna do anything else. I'm just gonna shoot. Good job, Levin. Push the advance. <laughs> Who is... Never mind. <laughs> what happened to your friend? Did I say Levin again? Who's Levin? I said Levin again, didn't I? Ray. No, you didn't. It's just the running joke with Maldrick that he was drunk. You said Ray. It's just Maldrick is still, like, getting hung over. I did say Ray. Yeah. Okay. I forgot if I said Ray or Levin. Yeah. I, I threw myself for a loop. Maldrick hasn't realized there's a different person in the party. That's right. He's blonde and looks like he's in an anime. What's the difference? He just sees all anime characters as the same. I mean, Ray has white hair. 15 versus touch. That is a hit. For 12 damage. Oh my. All right, max damage. Yep. That is a hit. Firearms are bad. 
I get a nice core shot and cause it to stagger back a step as a chunk of its chest gets blown away by the semi-solid atavistic round. And that's Ray's turn. Retha, you're up. I'm taking my spot <laughs> and I'm gonna stab that zombie. Oh shoot, I forgot to check the power attack on. No matter. With a 21 to hit. Yeah. And 11 damage on this two hit point zombie. Oh no. Give her a bitch. Was it chaotic? Neutral evil, actually. Retha hath split that zombie in twain! With a spear, that's really impressive. Yeah. As it just crumbles to dust, you just hear the clattering of silverware. Deformed silverware. And as you look at it, the silverware is actually incredibly pitted and bad. Immediately go look at that magic signature I saw. Declan, buddy! Thanks for yeah. stepping there. Oh yeah, you're welcome. Oh. And as you step there, because no one detected for traps. Oh. We didn't really have time since London just ran up. Nope. That is a 14 against touch oh, yeah. on yeah. Declan there. Declan ran up, not Levin's oh, dead. No. Even joke Levin didn't run to that square. I know, I corrected myself. I want magic. As a net falls on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that explains the spider. What is it that keeps trapping the place? You're going to take six damage, max damage. Having that, oof. Yikes. Uh, it is a weighted net trap. One of the weights just like clocks Declan in the head. <laughs> it just hits you square on the forehead. That's not how this is supposed to work. Wait, a net trap does damage? Was this trap set by a war priest? <laughs> he said it was a weighted net. Truth. <sighs> so are the weaponized nets. You are now also grappled. All right. <laughs> to make an escape artist or a combat maneuver check, or it doesn't really matter because you're out of combat. We can just take <laughs> the net off of him. Yeah, you take the net off. <laughs> and uh, as you do, you guys look up and you see that there are, in the middle of the room where Declan just stepped, there are, in fact, four pressure plates with a weighted net above each of them. Wow, so we just got lucky that none of us chose to stand there. Yeah? Yeah. Stand up, he's got a black eye forming. Hey, honesty, why didn't you warn me about the nets above us? because I thought it would be funny. Thanks. Alrighty. Maldrick is gonna walk up to that closet because he wants to know what's in it. I will go disable all the other traps first. I'm just... Pelta's gonna investigate the uh, body that came out of that closet to see if the item is there. The item is not on the zombie. Okay. It is a closet. You see inside the closet in the southeast, a broom. <laughs> a magic broom? Is it a broom of cleaning? Please be a broom. Uh, the broom is radiating magic. Yes, it's a broom of cleaning. What kind of magic? Evocation. Evil magic. It's a zombie broom. Doesn't matter if it's good or evil. Really, all that matters is if it's lawful or chaotic. <laughs> if it's a chaotic That's broom, I snap in half. What magic tells you? <laughs> it is transmutation. I stab the broom just gently to see if it's a chaotic broom. I do one point of non-lethal damage to the broom. You stab the broom, and nothing happened. Hmm. Okay, so it's not a chaotic broom. Cool, cool. Carry it on. is not a chaotic broom. Also, you detect universal magic. Hmm. That's what you detect. Spellcraft on the broom. Doo -doo, doo -doo. Spellcraft on the broom. Doo -doo, doo -doo. I don't have a follow-up to that. It's just catchy. <laughs> That's fair. 18 from Maldrick. Does an 18 get it? Uh, an 18 doesn't, but a 20 does. It is a broom of flying. Hell yes. It's an inferior broom. I'm less excited. Despite the fact that this is an objectively better item, it's an inferior broom. Yeah, broom of flying. Very disappointing. It's an incredible item. Yeah. 
Despite how good this item is, it's inferior and I don't like it. Who's grabbing it? And Muldrick was the one looking at it, but... I'll just go ahead and take a, la- a couple laps around the room on it, you know? As soon as you say the command word, I need a will save. <laughs> is, is the command word? Now this is pod racing. It's a cursed brew flying. Yeah, yeah that's why the command word is an episode one reference, because it's cursed. Yeah. <laughs> Oof, ouch. The command word is actually the same as Maldrick's safe word. It's pineapple. <laughs> 17 will save. That is actually the exact DC. Hey. I, I know, I actually cheated, you know. As you uh, get on this room and say the command word, you actually start feeling this profound sadness. Aww. And you shake it off and you look it over again and you realize it's not a broom of flying. It's a broom of crying. <laughs> it really is an episode one reference. <laughs> and if you were to speak the command word, whoever is holding it is inflicted with terrible remorse. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> yeah, I like this broom a lot, actually. That's fine. I, I, I shake it off and take a couple wraps of, laps around the room to make myself feel better. Just running. It doesn't actually it doesn't fly. fly. You just ride it like a cockhorse. Yeah. You want to look around the room, make a perception check. Maldrick will not do that because his perception is garbage. And he's playing with his new horse. He's riding his cockhorse. That is a 19 for Declan. Felza rolled an 8 because she's very perceptive. Just watching Maldrick run around the room. Right. 31 from Ray and Honesty. Ray just <laughs> Guess what, guys? It's everyone's favorite thing. Secret doors? In Pathfinder, it's a secret door. Yes. Secret tunnel. Secret tunnel. I definitely did not see this coming in any way, shape, or form. How could I have guessed? Whoever designed this floor has an irrational fear of intruders because there are just way too many secret doors for, like... The secret doors have all led to, like, death rooms. Alex? Yeah. Alex? What I think you're missing here is that secret doors are fucking cool. <laughs> oh, wow. The secret door leads to a hallway that dead ends. I guess we should just turn around. There's definitely not another secret door there, Retha says, casually leaning on it with her spear. <laughs> Wait, don't you think we should see if this hallway is trapped first? Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Maldra gives zero chance he runs to the end of the hall. Flies to the end of the hall. Sorry. Or skip. Pretends he's flying on his cock He horse. pretends he flies. Should we look for the doors down this hall, then? I will just press every single part of this wall until I trigger it. You do trigger the secret door. It's the secret door. Well, I'm gonna be honest, guys. I played this floor before, like, once, like, three years ago, and I do not remember there being this many fucking traps There's and secret doors. so many secret doors. There are more secret doors than there are normal doors. Just to put that into perspective of people listening to this podcast. <laughs> when did we finish this floor, I will tell you the count of how many secret and how many regular doors there are. But only once you have finished clearing out the floor. But yeah, you are now in this room. What does this room look like for the people who cannot see it? I'll tell you what this room looks like. A few wisps of decayed pasta hang from the walls of this room, but there's none on the stone ceiling and no sign of spiders in this room. The ceiling is blank, save for four one-foot-wide round steel medallions, one set into each corner. The floor is equally bare, except for a pedestal in the center of the floor made of a single five-foot square block of black stone, about two feet high. On the pedestal sits a metal-framed wooden chest, and to the side of the pedestal rests a shallow hole in the floor, housing what looks like a brass door handle set into the stone. A stone tile lying loosely nearby is clearly designed to fit over the hole concealing the hand. Well, there is absolutely no way in hell that's a trap. I pulled the handle. <laughs> Wait. I just saw that Maldrek's token was gone and assumed he died instantly. That was... <laughs> no uh, dice throws, nothing, just gone. Uh, um, okay. Um, give me a second. 
Listen, guys, I've been rolling rocks. I'm not scared about pulling this handle off. <laughs> Speaking of rocks, I need a reflex save. Oh, I'm good at this. I don't think I actually am. I think that's a lie. It, it's a, it is very much a lie. It's a very big right lie. One d twenty plus. I got a six. Rocks fall, rock dies. Yeah, it's time for one of my favorite name traps: the crushing stone slab trap. It's just a thwomp from Mario. That's all it is. Yeah, thwomp comes. Ooh. Oh dear. Um. Ooh. Maldrick, you take seventeen points of damage. Whew. I was at full health. You were. <laughs> you sure that were. Being the operative word. I I <coughs> I disarmed the trap. You're welcome. As I'm guessing, the ceiling drops on him. Uh, yeah. When I said there's no way in hell that's trapped, I was being sarcastic. It's hard to tell with your accent. Those of you who are standing at the secret door in the corner, you hear the telltale sign of chains being released on police. Hey, honesty, uh, stop recording this conversation. Why? Retha, off the record, does your brother suffer from brain damage? He does now. <laughs> <laughs> it's really hard to tell, but he does drink an awful lot. Every time you guys have walked into another room, he's been uh, sipping out of his hip flask. That's got to have some sort of effect, right? Yes. I haven't done any studies on alcohol. I'm not exactly an expert on the brain. And then you just hear the pulleys again, and the slabs start to rise back up. And you notice that the stone that the chest was on had retracted with it and is also now rising back up. Interesting. That is curious. And so does the trap cover the whole room? Yeah. Interesting. It would have hit everyone who entered the room, but you immediately burst in there before anyone else could enter who triggered it. I mean, I, I appreciate it. He had to pull the lever. Pull the lever, Ray, do you think you could disable it? I can try. It's not magical, so yeah. I should be able to. So it was literally triggered by me pulling the lever, correct? Yeah. Okay, cool. You, you pulled that knob and it triggered it. Anyways, who wants to heal my shattered bones? While they do that, I'm going to disarm the trap or attempt to. All right, give me a disable device. Will an 18 do it? No. Does it fail by five or more? No, but the trap trigger was already activated with just pulling that knob, so you can figure out if you pull that again, it will trigger, but... I mean, do we really need to disable the trap? We just need to check if the chest is trapped. Yes, I suppose. Ray, you're still the best at this. I'm just going to take a 10 for a 23 to look at the chest. Uh, it does not appear trapped. Making sure that I am standing on the stone pedestal that seems to drop when the uh, lever is pulled and the floor drops, or the ceiling drops on us, uh, I'm going to... Well, is the chest locked, first of all? It is locked. Does an 18 do it? Yes. Does the chest detect its magic? No. Okay. I'm going to stand on this side of the stone platform, the stone that is opposite of where it opens, and open it from that side. So if it's like a dart trap or something, I don't get hit. Or you open it, and it opens, and nothing happens. Then you look into it, and it's the fucking arc. Are you guys ready for this? Sure. sure. This is direct from the module. Please tell me it's empty. It's a mimic. This chest is empty of valuables. I love it. It's bait for the trap. Fantastic. But does contain a cryptic message from the trap's designer. I love it. A bleached cat skull and an aged handwritten note reading, Curiosity kills. Another ingenious demise courtesy of Addington's fine traps and defenses. All right. Oh my god, this is a Dungeon Lord reference. Are they trying to sell traps? Oh, I'm gonna... That's a, that's a pretty good reference, honestly. I take the chest because it's the most valuable thing in this room. <laughs> the chest is bolted to the, the stone. God damn it. All right, guys, let's get our chisels. 
What was the name of that company? Addington's Fine Traps and Defenses. I take the bleached cat skull. It said another what, courtesy of Addington's? Ingenious Demise. <laughs> All right. One thing that I love is getting bleached cat skulls. Uh, let's check this room for secret doors. There are two, not including the one you came out of. Of course there are. Does seem like nothing to do. They're everywhere. <laughs> Ray, I'm beginning to question the sanity of this dungeon's designer. I started doing that when we walked in, honestly. Paranoia! Somebody is way too worried about the intruders. Although, with how far we've made it, they haven't been worried enough. Aldrich is going to open this north door just to see if it's a hallway. If you trigger another trap, <laughs> the scythe trap, I will put a bullet in you myself. Okay, so it's a L hallway, so it goes further to the left as well. Is that like an iron portcullis at the end of the hallway? It is. Massive black iron gates bar the corridor, fashioned out of twisting angular vertical bars that have sharp edges and are about a hand span apart, linked by welded crossbars. The gates have massive hinges set deep into the walls, and a heavy lock inside a welded box secures sliding bars that run into the sockets of the floor and the ceiling at the center of the corridor. Moreover, a black iron chain with links as thick as a human thumb wraps around the gates, where they meet a bum below the lockbox. The chain ends disappear into holes in the lockbox. Hey, uh, Maldrick, you said you had an 18 strength, right? 16. Uh, you still have a 10% chance to lift the gate. I, uh, I mean, not with those chains on there. No, no I'm, I'm making a, I'm making uh, an AD&D joke. Oh, which, yeah. which secret door do you want to go in? The south one. Yeah, we're, we're going south, so there's no reason to deviate from this position. Nethys always says, go south. That is true. Is that one of his teachings? Mm -hmm. It's it most is. of them, actually. I thought it was do magic. Do magic and go south. It's weird that Nethys and Callistria share a tenant. <laughs> I thought Callistria was be gay, do crime. No, that's Milani. Calistria's tenets are revenge fucking and revenge fucking. Yeah. I mean, be gay, do crime fits in there. Jelens is just be gay. Yes. Shellens is be gay, make art. Be gay, make art, and be gay, do cry. And the Noticula is be gay, do cry. There we, yeah, go. we go. Yeah, there Noticula. Now that you have looked in this room, you see the bars. Are you going into the room? Are you doing anything in there? Or are you just coming? No, we're just going to go south again. No, I'm closing the door and going south. Maldrick's favorite strategy. Close the door and don't look back. Guess what, guys? Guess what, guys? <laughs> uh, for those who are not, oh, who can't see the map, so number five, a secret door in there. One by two rectangle with, yes, another secret door. At this point in character, we're just gonna claw all over, all over it until we find the activation. Yeah, we just assume there's a secret door in every room. Yeah. I don't think you guys could assume otherwise at this point. It'd be a little weird if like we didn't expect another secret door at this point, considering we've already gone through one area that was a hallway door, and a it's a door. 10 foot space of nothing. There's another one. You open that and Oh boy. Boss room, boss room, boss room, boss room. Please open into another five foot wide hallway. <laughs> <laughs> With the boss, he's just hiding in a corner. He heard us coming. <laughs> he's like, ah, oh, shit. It's it's a goblin architect. Like, how did you get past my devious traps? We burst in out. there. And as you do, here's what you see. And I'm still revealing things. So I'm just gonna reveal what you can see from that angle right now. Oh, oh, oh look, oh. boss room. Shabby mold-covered tapestries hang from ceiling hooks, cloaking one wall of this chamber in faded forest hunting scene. While probably of decent quality when new, they look sad now. Not damaged, just Like sad. our room, sad. <laughs> room. A plain wooden chair of massive construction stands centered before the tapestries, facing into the room. A large stone table stands against the eastern wall. Weapons and other items are neatly laid out on the table, as if displayed for sale on a shop. And you see, as you kick open the door, skeletons. Maybe he's just a shopkeeper. And more importantly, 
this guy. Yes. Oh no, it's a Mortar! Oh wait, no, we're not making up the Mortar. As you enter this room, all the skeletons turn to look at you, and the one who's been sitting in the chair rises up, drawing a sword. So not a shopkeep then. Maybe. Uh, he could just be showing off his wares. True. As he looks at you all, the skeleton dressed far more innately than the others. It goes, Intruders! Damn it. You have entered the domain of Gorloth. Surrender or die! And we'll see you guys next week. <laughs> if we surrender, won't we also die? They're undead. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Dungeon Dive Bar. To keep tabs on what we're up to, follow us on social media. You can find us on Twitter at at Bar Dungeon, on Tumblr at tumblr.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar, or on Facebook at facebook.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. For behind-the-scenes extras, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Dungeon Dive Bar. Thanks, and see you at the bar. <laughs>